Welcome to the Fit Movement Podcast, a podcast all about pursuing his intended target. What's up, guys? This is episode 38 of the Fit Movement Podcast. Thank you guys for continuing to listen. Hope you are having a great Monday as this is being released and hope you have a good week. Uh, this is going to be our second fit check. Uh, last month, I decided to start this kind of a check on myself to make sure I'm pursuing his intended target and just what I come across that helps me to continue to pursue his intended target. So this is episode two, our edition of it in July. Uh, I do these once a month. So I've got just a couple uh, matters of business to let you know about. And then I've got about five things that I think have helped me over the last month, uh, or at least since our last fit check, to help me continue to pursue his intended target. So let's go ahead and jump right in. First matter of business, um, I am opening up some availability to do personal training. Uh, when I started Fit Movement, my hope for it was not only through the podcast was to help people learn how to pursue his intended target and hear stories about how people have done it, which will hopefully will help them or make them feel like they're not alone in their journey of ups and downs, finding out what God has called them to. But I also wanted to help people. I wanted to be able to provide uh, resources to help people be better at pursuing his intended target. And so one of the ways I do through my background is uh, personal training and health coaching and program design. So if you have a need for that, um, if you're in the Edmond, Oklahoma City area, I could do in-person personal training. If you're outside of that, I do offer online personal training. So if that has any interest of that to you, uh, reach out to me via email, noah at fitmovement.com. If you do that, then I will get back to you and we can talk about pricing or any questions that you may have. So if that interests you at all, Reach out and we will go from there. Matter of business number two, if you guys hadn't been listening, uh, we released a podcast just a couple of weeks ago with Brad Ogans. If you haven't had a chance to listen, you definitely should. We got to talk about finances and the heart, how dealing with finances is not just an issue of like looking at your money and making good choices and bad choices, but how it all stems from a heart posture. Uh, one of the things I took away the most, though, was talking about humility and humility of yourself. I think we talk about humility in a lot of different cases, being humble amongst other people. But I don't think we talk as much about just being humble enough within ourselves. Like We use this in the context in our conversation about being humble enough to be honest about where we were financially being able to have that conversation to say, you know what, I'm not in the best position financially and I do need to make some choices. And I thought that was just really good and something that, you know, I'm sure we've all thought about just trying to be more honest with ourselves, but we probably push that away. I know I have, maybe not just with finances, but in other areas. And so it really stuck out to me is just like we have humility or try to have humility amongst the crowds in public. But do we have self-humility along the way as well? And so having both, I think, is necessary, especially in the life of a Christian. 
um, just to be able to stop and be honest with ourselves, see where we're at. And that's kind of what I hope these fit checks do for me is make me have some self-humility, see where I'm at. And if I need to change course a little bit, uh, do so. So those are the two um, fit movement updates I have for you guys. So now let's get into I've got four other things that have helped me in the last two to three weeks really learn or relearn uh, about pursuing his intended target. So number one, I finished my a book that I read. It took me a little longer than I wanted to to finish it, but I thought it was pretty deep. Um, and so I really had to take my time with it. But it was a book called Your Only Human by Kelly Capick. Really what it dove into was just this idea of you have limits as a human, and that is perfectly okay. As in, God created us uh, finite beings, beings that were not able to do it all. If we were able to do it all, we would be uh, God, so to say. And so having these limits is okay. And so really dove into different aspects of being okay with having our limits. So I just want to give you a couple quotes that I took away uh, ones that kind of go along with this idea of having limits or has he, as he said it, having a finitude, being finite. Quote number one, each one of us must face our limits and weaknesses at some point, whether we want to or not. I've heard another quote that kind of reminded me of this is the quote went, we all have limits. Let's go and try to find those limits, meaning like let's go and push ourselves and figure out where our limits are. And once we figure that out, then we kind of know where our peak is. And I, I think there's limits that, you know, we may never get to find out. It's in areas that we may not be strong in or not, you know, grow in as much. But I do think we should try to push ourselves to finding where those limits are, whether that's physically, spiritually, uh, financially, career-wise, anything like that. And Hopefully you get a chance to grow into and find out those limits. But when we get to those limits, we should not feel bad about them. We should understand that, hey, I am a human and I do have limits and that's okay. Because when I find out that I am weak, so to say, because I have limits, then that points me to somebody who doesn't have limits. And that will always point us back to God when we look at it from that perspective. So I've got one more quote for you here. Number two, if we believe that Jesus, who was free from all sin, was fully human, then this means that he considered creaturely restrictions to be part of his good creation and not evil at all. Again, this idea of having limits in society is probably a bad idea. It's an idea that, you know, we believe that, oh, you can do anything, impossible is nothing, uh, if you go hard enough, you can reach whatever uh, mountain obstacle you want. And though I think there's a lot of truth in that, uh, we should not hold ourselves to the standard of we can do just whatever we want to, whenever we want to, however we want to. Because I think that starts to give us a godlike status as opposed to thinking, you know, no, I do have a limit to what I can do. And that's going to be okay because that's going to point me back to God. And using that second quote there, one of the chapters it talked about was just being, was 
Jesus came down and lived a humanly life. He lived with restrictions as a human. And it was something that, you know, I don't really think about too often, but it even went to the simplicity of like Jesus went through puberty and like, okay, yeah, I, I mean, I subconsciously knew that, but the fact that if you really think about it, maybe like, man, he went through the same struggles I did and embraced all those things. So if he did that, don't you think that he knew ultimately that all these restrictions and limitations as a humans were a good thing? I don't know. It was something that just stuck out to me. And it's a reminder that like a lot of the things in the book aren't new ideas to me necessarily. They aren't like, man, I've never thought about that, but just the way it was worded and gave me a newer, fresher vision of those ideas I thought was pretty special. So I would recommend the book. It is a little bit heavier. Um, so be prepared for it. But I thought overall it was a really good read. So You're Only Human by Kelly Capick. Number three, uh, not this last week, but two weeks ago, went to church uh, here in Edmond at New Song. They had one of their associate pastors preaching and really uh, hit me, convicted me with this little uh, analogy that he used. So I wanted to share that with you guys. He started off, the pastor started off by asking us the question, did everybody get rid of their winter clothes? And, you know, you had silence in the auditorium and, you know, most people, you heard a couple no's and that kind of stuff. And so then he led on to asking, well, why? Why did you not get rid of all your winter clothes? And eventually the consensus came to, well, winter is coming. We know that the summer heat, though right now we feel like it's going to last forever here in Oklahoma, but we know that it eventually won't. It'll get colder. We'll have the slight chance of snow and freezing and all that kind of stuff, but the temperatures will eventually drop and we will need our winter clothes. And so then he, you know, asked how we know that, and we know that from experience. We know that from years of living on this earth that eventually the weathers go from summer to fall to winter, and with that comes drops in temperature, changes in that. So from experience, uh, though we're not maybe actively studying it, just from studying it in the sense of having that life experience, we know that that will happen. So then he switches it around and says, okay, we do this with our physical environment. We know that the seasons are going to change and we prepare for them. So why don't we do that from a spiritual perspective? You know, that was the whole mic drop brain exploded moment for me was he goes on to explain, you know, why don't we prepare and study or do the same approach in our spiritual life when things change when seasons change why don't we have that same uh ability to prepare for those things and so then he went on to you know giving us some practicals on how we can better prepare for seasons whether that's through fasting whether that's just through studying the word which will help us better prepare for seasons of change uh, but really just was the idea that really kind of blew me away was this idea of like, I need to be bet more prepared for seasons that come. And it hit me because I'm still freshly moved from uh, Missouri to Oklahoma and transitions always take longer to adjust than 
I want to admit they do. I'm about three months in, and I still have what I feel like a ways to go to get really acclimated to this area um, and also with work. And so, you know, I, uh, I feel like I was kind of probably unprepared for what the ups and downs of the season had coming for me. And so it was just really good and really affirming to hear that I still need to continue to do better about being prepared for these seasons. And I think I was a little unprepared spiritually, if I'm being honest, for what this season had for me. But I'm trying to make up for it, trying to catch back up uh, spiritually as I head back into month three here. But it was a great reminder. It was a great uh, just lesson that we do so well to study for the seasons physically. But do we prepare spiritually for that? So. I want to look into that a little more, study it, and maybe come up with a little better plan of knowing, you know, what when seasons are busier to prepare better spiritually for those. So, thought that was really good. I'll make sure to uh, pin that sermon in the show notes. That way, if you guys want to listen to it, you can. Uh, number three, slowing down for success. So, this kind of piggybacks along with uh, moving and just being prepared for it. When you transition in anything, uh, it's stressful, whether you say it or not, whether you feel it, uh, any type of move, getting married, uh, the death of a loved one, medical emergency, I mean, any of these things, starting a new school year, anything I feel that is like a bigger life moment brings stress. And with that is going to, in some way, probably wreck our habits. Uh, in one way or another, our rhythms are probably not going to be the same, and we have to adjust to the emergency or the transition at hand. So I know my habits in these last three months have still kind of been wonky just with schedule changes. I've lived in a couple different places. Hopefully we'll be getting in a more permanent situation here in the next month or so. And with that, I haven't been able to get every habit that I've wanted to in place quite yet. And talking about kind of that self-humility I talked about earlier is I have to kind of slow down, dial it back to be able to have success in these habits for right now. I have to use this season to like, again, just slow it down. If I'm working on four or five habits, maybe it's only going to be one or two. Or if I'm, if my habit is too hard or too much to handle, like for example, if I said I wanted to take an hour walk every day, but I'm not getting that, then I'm going to have to turn that back to 30 minutes, turn that back to 20 minutes, maybe even turn it back to 10 minutes. And I feel like this is hard in the world of like self-development for us to, like we had a season where we were knocking all these things out. And so we were kind of feel like we we're at this peak with our habits. We were crushing it, getting all 20 of these uh, productivity habits or rhythms in place. And then we move or something happens and we're only getting three of those done. Well, I'm here to tell you, I hope that you consider those three still successful that you do. And if you still want to get those 20, just understand you may have to do a limited version of that for now. Doesn't mean you can't go back eventually to killing it and doing them all at the capacity you want. But just understand that those rhythms have to adjust to the season of life you're in. And, I, and that's why I like to use the word rhythm, is a rhythm isn't 
necessarily a set pace a rhythm ebbs and flows a rhythm is like a dance sometimes it's speedier sometimes it's slower sometimes it's high pace sometimes it's low pace so uh, just understand that sometimes to be successful in a season, you have to slow down with those habits, and that's perfectly okay. And again, that even reminds us too of the of the finitude we have as humans. That like, yeah, we can't be a hundred percent all the time. We can't uh, kill it as often, maybe as we want to, but that's okay because we have somebody that we can lean to that does give us a hundred percent all the time. That does watch over us and never. Uh, leaves us alone and on our own. So, all right, my last one for you, and this goes back to the new song, uh, Sermon. He also used this, but I thought it would be a good way to end our time together for this fit check, is he talked about the word crisis, and in, I believe it's Japanese, the same emblem, which I think is just two little, I don't know if they're called letters, markings, but the, the little phrase or emblems for crisis is also the same emblems for opportunity. And so I was kind of doing some research like, no way is this true. But I came to find that it was. And the definition, I think, in their culture of crisis is dangerous opportunity, which, again, just went, I felt like, so well with what he was talking about earlier of, like, preparing for seasons of life. And when you have like a bad season of life or a bad situation, it's very easy just to dig yourself in a hole and just say, woe is me, the situation stinks, I'm never going to make my way out of it. It's easy to cover yourself up and really think you're in a dark, dark place for a long time, which is never the case. We always make our way out of it, but a big part of that is having perspective. And that's kind of where this idea, this definition of crisis we could look at it as a crisis. We could look at a lot of situations as a crisis and think that, you know, again, it's it's just going to be a circumstance I'm never going to get out of. Nothing can do anything to get me out of this. But if you look at it as a dangerous opportunity, what if we took the things from the crisis, learned from it, and able to were you able to use that to win later down the road? Or the things we learned helped us to overcome the next time we got in a situation that was similar to that one. Uh, so as you're going about when you reach those crises in life, uh, make sure to look at it not just as a crisis alone, but as a dangerous opportunity and see if that can help you on your road of growth and pursuing his intended target. So these are what I got for you. I hope you will take some of these away. Thank you guys for listening. And again, if you're interested in personal training or have any questions about goals or rhythms, habits, different things like that, I'm more than happy to help you guys along your path. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fit Movement Podcast. If you found value in this episode or any of our other previous episodes, we would ask that you please share with others. Also, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would help others find us as we hope to spread this message with as many people as possible. If you want to reach me or Emmanuel um, personally, 
please reach out to us at fitpodcast at gmail.com. That's P-H-I-T podcast at gmail.com.